Welcome everyone. We're about to begin Bez Hashem, uh, BPW number 64. That's the advice Primi share for women share number 64. The previous year we talked about the value of covering one's hair, marry woman covering her hair, and the bracha that it brings we're going to discuss. There's a famous Gemara about the story of a lady called Kimches. She was a special tzadikist that lived in the time of the Bayashani, and she had seven sons who served as Kayanam Gedolim. And when asked how did she deserve such a schus, and she said, the walls of my house never saw the braids of my head, never saw my hair. And we see from there that it brings tremendous bracha. And, you know, the Ramah says that it's considered modest for a woman not to reveal her hair, even at home. Just like Kimchis, what you see, she was rewarded for this. And uh, the Mishabura quotes a Zayar, as well, that urges the women to cover the hair even while at home. And again, you know, we're not talking how lachik that you speak to a paisik, but it's definitely something that if someone wants to do and yearns to do and wants to bring up, put up, you know, you know, be macabre, it's something that could bring a tremendous amount of bracha. You see from the Gemara, it's not wise to mention the Gemara from way, way back over there for Tarsha Balpeh for regarding Kimchis. What happened happened. But over here you see it's it's a lesson for us. It's a lesson to teach us, okay, it may technically be okay not to do what Kimchis did. And that, you know, Allah says it's permitted, it's permitted. But you see still the value of how precious it is, and how scrupulous one observes tzniyas. And when you do that, in the, for the right reasons, Hashem is in the house, and Hashem is the one who will bring tremendous bracha to a person who, a married woman who covers her hair and to her whole family. You see, the Zayar connects here, and we don't understand this Kabbalistically, but it's connected to... Um, Dinim, which means harsh judgments, married woman's hair in particular, is subject, vulnerable to negative energy, the Zayar says. And by a married woman covering her hair, it protects her from, from those sources. This is brought down in the Zayar and in Kabbalah. But again, we're, not, we're only mentioning these things to realize how deep, deeply significant it is. And it's not uh, simply a uh, a uh, fad. It's not simply a chumrah. Meaning, it is a chumrah if it's not halachically um, forbidden in certain circumstances. But the bottom line is we see from here the real specialness of doing this mitzvah, of keeping this mitzvah as best as possible. Now, we mentioned last time also about the shaitel, and we didn't want to basically get into the details of it. But the idea also, to just understand the way it works, many professional women, especially, you know, in, in our dar too, and in, in the previous dar, they would not cover the hair at all. Or they would not consider observing that mitzvah of covering their hair as a married woman, unless they would be allowed to avail themselves to this heter, of wearing a wig, wearing a shaitel, and for that alone, if there are paiskim that are saying it's not a problem whatsoever, and you have somebody that, uh, for example, someone's considering becoming a balashuva, getting back to, to observance of Torah mitzvahs, 
or a guyiris that's really, really sincere. And this particular thing they struggle with a little bit about the covering of the hair in an obvious way. Okay, and the Rav uses Shikaladas with a guyiris, you know, to see how sincere she is. Certainly Balash Chuva. And again, these are this is a situation that even if there is reason for some Paiskim to say that a shaitl is problematic, but in these circumstances, certainly, if that's the only way they'll keep this mitzvah of Kisi Harash, otherwise they're not going to do it, then certainly it's something to be, to be, to be, you know, used because according to those Paiskim, that shaitl is not a problem whatsoever. You makayin the mitzvah of Kisi Harash with that in its full, you know, in its, with its full um kiyum of that mitzvah. It's also a mesugal you have from tzaddikim that um, couples asked various different tzaddikim for brachas to have children and very often the tzaddik would, would basically from the zayar uh, that talks about the importance of the tzniyas and kisayarayish covering the hair that brings blessings from above blessings of wealth and children and grandchildren that that one really should um, be macabre to observe this mitzvah and they will receive those tremendous brachas. So you see that Kimchis's care of covering her hair caused his, her sons to become Kohanim G'daylam. It is, is just a tremendous, tremendous uh, lesson. Hashem does not remain in debt. There's a bracha. There's a tremendous bracha with covering the hair and it's no question that Hashem does not remain a balchayiv, and it will yield tremendous positive results. There's a famous um, story, well-known story, about a rabbi, I believe it was um, Rav Shmuel of Obamich, that um, gave said this story about the bracha with Kisi Arash in nineteen in 1854. Uh, Tsar Nicholas the the first of Russia made a gzera against women covering their heads. Um, with a type of, it was called knuffin. What it, what it was is a, um, that's what they used to wear, the Jewish women, and these these um, rulers in Russia were anti-Semitic, and they wanted the ban of Jewish women from wearing that type of hair covering uh, to prevent them from keeping the the mitzvah of Kisei HaRosh. And there were some that didn't listen to him, uh, to this gzera, and some women continued to wear those head covers properly, and it was a tremendous personal risk. Um, and 20 years later, nearly 28 years later, there was a gzera that all young Jew- Jewish women were, uh, Jewish men rather, were ordered to go to be drafted into the Soviet army. And what happened, the Marash says, is that with this whole decree, None of the sons of the women who stood strong against the gzera of that knuffin, whatever of those of those um, head coverings that they wore, and they kept wearing it, and they were moist and nefesh for that. The sons of those women were spared the 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 agony of being forcefully drafted to the Russian army because of their mother's mysterious nefesh for the mitzvah of kisei harish. So the idea is is that covering the hair, whether it's with sheitlach, according to those that say sheitlach is okay, whether it's the other head coverings, 
You do it for the right reasons. You do it l'shem mitzvah. And your mindset is tzinius. It's a tremendous skula. It's a source of bracha. And it is a tremendous uh, thing to remember. And it opens up treasures of matanais, whether it's children, whether it's wealth, whether it's parnosa, whether it's gesund, whether it's good health. So that's, um, we're going to complete the subject of the here for now. And now we're going to discuss the mitzvah of Pruvu and having children. And we're not going to discuss birth control. And I said often, I said a few times certainly in, in the Shiorim, that it's beyond me to even have an opinion. Um, it's just too big and too vast of a, of a, of a concept that really warrants any person to have an opinion because you're dealing with a soul that Hashem had a pure soul that's a chilek of Hashem it's brought down and it's brought down into this world through the union of a husband and wife bringing a holy neshama down to this earth and regardless of one's view on birth control this way or that way, never would use it, would use it under only certain circumstances. Some are more lenient than other circumstances, which again is not my role here, not in hashkafa-wise, not in, in halacha-wise to even, you know, say one way or the other, other than that there are considerations to be aware of. That's all. And, and we leave the for the Paiskim and for the couples individually, you know, regarding whatever Shilas come up. But the bottom line is, is even if under whatever circumstances it may be, where a couple got heterim for birth control, um, to have less children and whatever the case may be, the bottom line is, is it's a heter, yes. But the panemius Ratzain in the person's soul his yearning, his right hashkafa is, is to be marba in Klai Yisrael and to bring neshamas into this world to do Hashem's ratzen and to make a nachas ruach ta'kadosh baruchu. So in other words, so for example, again, let's say uh, you have a couple extremely overwhelmed or other types of situations where they already have five children and they ask a shayla on birth control and they got the heter for it, and they don't have a sixth child, or they have a sixth child a lot later. The bottom line is, is even with that, there needs to be an inner, inner concept of recognizing that it's the Ratzon Hashem. The right thing would be is, halavai, that we would have the kayach and the ability to be marba, kedusha, and marba souls in Klai Yisrael. It's just that in real life, Sometimes you need to ask a shayla, and sometimes that's the Ratzon Hashem in those situations. That's when, when people ask Rabbanim, who sometimes where, again, knowing the matzif, and this is not, could be not as uncommon as people may think, where the Rav is aware of a couple's situation, and the Rav will tell them, you should not have children, you have to get on birth control. In certain matzavim, whatever those matzavim may be. But then, if that's the matziv, then at that point, then it's the Ratzon Hashem for this couple not to have children. But the idea being, though, is the ideal is to have that chuka 
It's the have to see that it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that motherhood, motherhood of being a mother, which in our current culture is ridiculed, is looked down upon, is looked like an, you know, uh, a weakness, you know, if you're not into your career or whatever it may be, is something that is a negative thing in our culture. And we need to recognize that motherhood, being a mother, is the most beautiful thing in the world for a female to accomplish and to aspire towards. It's a tremendous mesiras nefesh. They're not actually technically mechoyev even improved the women. And nevertheless, they are meiser nefesh to have children, to bring in a sham into the world, to bring them into Kal Yisrael, to raise them into a mitzvah, and to give up so much of themselves, selflessly, towards their children. And that is a tremendous, tremendous schus, a tremendous, tremendous responsibility. So this is the idea, the idea behind the concept that and it's for any time we have to, or we're availed that we have to have a heter for something, um, to recognize al halavai we shouldn't have to need that. Halavai we should, you know, if we would all have the kayach that we were able to do things always at the ideal state, but sometimes it's not shayach, so memela, you know, you have these limitations that worth asking the proper shaylas, it's it becomes a... A the uh, Ratzon Hashem that that takes takes place. Having children is bringing the Kavod Hashem down here in this earth. That's exactly what's taking place here. And the pasuk says, the world Hashem created not for void but for people to dwell in it. The pasuk in Kohela says, which means that in the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand, because you don't know which one will succeed, that one or the other, or both. Meaning, from this Pasuk, the Rambam brings down that if a man fulfilled his mitzvah pruvu when he was young, he should continue as long as he's able to. Meaning there's a mitzvah derabonon to go beyond that chiv of pruvu, which we paskin is, generally speaking, one one Zohar, one Akeva, that Midrabonon, there's an Indian to be Mamshech and to be Marbin, to continue with Pruvu. And it's it's a tremendous, tremendous schus. Uh, and, you know, people think, oh, it's natural, this is just simply what, you know, you build families, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous schus. It's a tremendous accomplishment. It's a tremendous achievement. The idea behind it is, just to summarize here, that we're not talking about birth control and back the backs and forths of it, but the idea being, though, is that if one assesses as a couple between a husband and wife that it may be necessary, they know they may have certain internal biases, why they would waver this way or that way, and a person is close to himself, doesn't see it clearly, needs to ask a Rav and be honest with the Rav. And be honest with him exactly what's going on in your lives and so that it could be a tremendous siyata um, deshmaya when the decision is rendered and that decision is the Ratzon Hashem. 
An idea also is to recognize is people worry about Parnassa as they have each child. And it's brought down from many Svarim that when you bring a child into the world, Hashem is the one who takes the responsibility of being the Farnas Him. There's a new sinner, a new channel of Parnassa that's created for each child. And this channel will go directly to Him. And that, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. In Hazanes Ha'olam Kulay, Hashem sustains the whole world. Bechein over Chesed over Rachamim. With kindness, with compassion, Hashem is the one who sustains billions of human beings in this world, all the animals, all the insects, and even vegetation. And he comes through with each one. And Hashem creates the Shefa and the Bracha. We just need to make the vessel. We make the Keli. And if what happens is very interesting, you know, if you don't ask the Shaila and you choose on your own to withhold having ch- children or a child, it could be that you're holding back also a channel of Parnassa, that with the child could come a tremendous Shefa of Parnassa. So it's very, very important to have the Shikaladas to, to, to ask the Shaila when needed. Sometimes it's the Puach Nefesh, it goes the other, because as we know, people live under different opposite situations very often. There are some that, you know, they have this mentality, 1.2 kids, go on like three vacations a year, not strain myself, and basically be quite self-centered and not be interested in having a large family, maybe even a very small family so that they don't, you know, it doesn't cramp on their lifestyle, that they can have a free lifestyle. That's one extreme. The other extreme is, is those that um, have the big families without thinking about Hashem and just the fact that everyone else is doing it. And in the meantime, it causes tremendous strain and stress on in the home, in the household, and with their husband or with their wife. And that requires a shaila. And it's going on the other opposite end. Another thing to talk over with a Rav and with mentors is the people who hold back from having children because, or more children because of nagging doubts they have. They worry that the home environment is not the best and not ideal, or they lack the confidence that they have the ability to raise the children right, or they may not have the natural resources and financial resources and it's very important to go over with a person if you have these fears and to realize to recognize that they're understandable but at the same time that Hashem takes care and watches over you and will give you the kayach and the simcha and the fortitude to be able to do what you need to do so again, this is a complex Shaila. The, the reason we're bringing it up in this year is not to paskin and not saying do this or do that, but just to recognize the different various struggles that come up and the feelings that come up that need work and need clarification. But there is no question that a person should strive in their mind to believe and to understand how precious it is to Hashem when a soul comes down to this world, especially a Jew, that keeps Torah and keeps mitzvahs and spreads light in this world.
And one healthy perspective to think about is us, us that are in this world now. Every individual that's listening to this, they were born here. They brought Their soul was brought down from high above down here to make this place a holy place, this world, and to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with one's body and one's soul and to make this a beautiful place for Hashem. And this is something that by recognizing that, the gift of life, one gets to understand the appreciation of doing the mitzvah as a husband and wife to bring life into this world. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless all of us that we should both, like we said with the schus of tznias and the schus of covering the hair, kalacha, and the schus of l'shem shemayim, bringing children into the world and raising them, that Hashem should shower brachas on all of us, give us all shalom bayis and parnasa and yishav adas and simcha. Bracha natzlacha.